Hello, you're listening to a message from Lifeway Church. For more information about our church and our ministries, please visit www.lifeway.church. Now, please enjoy this message from our pastor, Bruce Rhodes. As you can tell, healing is one of my favorite, I don't know, I have a bunch of favorite subjects, but uh, healing is one of my favorite subjects. Um, Part of our vision as a church, it says we see people healed. So if we're going to see people healed, we need to preach on healing, right? So this morning, if you need healing, you're in the right place. If you're watching, you're in the, you're in the right place. You, the connection is the key. We're going to talk this morning about faith and healing, connect, the faith and healing connection, the connection. And so uh, you need to, we need to connect. We need to connect this morning. Are you ready to connect with God and connect with his word and connect with your healing? Connection is, is, is what we're talking about. Uh, we started uh, this healing series called Healer uh, four weeks ago. And the first, the first week, well, let me, let me back up and say this. Before we ever started, months ago, the Lord said to spend three weeks on the God side and one week on the man side. And that's important. That's significant. Because a lot of times when we're, when we're talking about healing, we're talking about, okay, what, what can we do to get it? What can we do to get it? What can we do to get it? Listen, it doesn't depend on you. Your healing, and this is good news, doesn't depend on you. If it would have never been initiated by God, we would never be in a place to receive it. And so, the, like any coin, there's two sides to it. One side is the God side. The other side is the man side. Same thing with salvation. God provided salvation on the one side of that coin, but we receive it on the other side. Can you see that? Without God providing it, we could never receive it. See, the, the, the trouble is when, when, when we think we have the idea that there is salvation and we try to produce it or we try to earn it or we try to gain it or get it, then we're trying to do God's side for him, if you will. You can't do God's job to provide your salvation no more than you can do God's job to provide your healing. You're not going to be good enough. You can't read the Bible enough. You can't earn it. There's a God side, and then there's a man side. And so the Lord had me uh, for the first three weeks to talk about the God side. The first week was he's a good, good father. God is a good, good father. And the reason that he heals us is because he loves us. Everybody just say, God loves me. How does that hit you? How does, what, what, what kind of spiritual feeling do you get when you say that? God loves me. God loves me. The, the most powerful thing that you can tell somebody else is God loves you. The love of God is so great that it provides not only eternal life after the life that we're living now, but he, the love of God provides healing for our bodies today. And we saw that the first week. The second week, it was, uh, the title was Look at Jesus. Look at Jesus. Just like the Israelites looked at the bronze serpent that was up on the pole because God directed them to do that. It's up to us today to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. He's the author and the finisher of our faith who before the cross was set before him, 
the suffering, the pain that he went through wasn't just so that he could prove that he was God. He did that so that he could provide us healing. And so we have to look to Jesus and, and we have to count what he did, the sacrifice that he made, the stripes that he took as, as worthy enough that we would, we would be healed. Because Jesus did what he did, we can be healed. You see that? It's, it's the God side. It's the God side. And then last week, Pastor Sheila did an excellent job of ta- ta- taking us through the promises of God. And all the promises of God for healing are yes and amen. Yes and amen. amen. Amen means so be it. That's right. I agree with that. Right? Do you agree with that? God's promises never fail. Not, not one word from God's mouth ever went uh, and failed or went dormant or it accom- he accomplishes everything that he speaks. And so he said through Isaiah the prophet, the stripes that Jesus takes upon his back were for our healing. That includes 2019. Whatever you're dealing with right now at the moment, the stripes that Jesus took upon his back were for your healing and that promise is yes and amen. And so this week we're going to focus uh, on faith, the faith and healing connection, the man side, the man side. This is our response to his ability. Our responsibility is our response to his ability. Our faith in his faithfulness. Our faith in his faithfulness. You know, faith is not about our power to believe, but it is our trusting in God's power to perform. I want us to look at some scripture because that's where we have to base our faith. You can't base your faith, and this is a mistake that some people make. Some people base their faith on someone else's experience. Well, God did that for them, and I'm going to try to do the same thing they did and achieve the same result. And most of the time, that doesn't happen, right? And people get discouraged, and they give up on God. And they say, you know, it, this stuff doesn't work. And then God gets a, a, a bad rap, if you will, because people try something based on someone else exper- else's experience. And Jesus never healed anybody and said, I'm going to do this for you because this is how I did this for somebody else. Right? So we're going to see some ways that Jesus healed. Are you guys out there? Are, you're, you're in deep thought right now. This is an interactive message here. So I'm expecting to... <laughs> I'm going to have to call Lazarus. Come forth, Lazarus. Come forth. (laughs) Matthew chapter 8. It's soaking in. It's soaking in. It's soaking in. It's soaking in. Listen, when the Word of God goes deep into your heart, it always produces fruit. Always. Always. I just want to say this. And and, and by no means, by no means am am I bragging. So listen from my heart. But I have been connected to the Word of God for at least 44 years of my 55 years on earth. And really strongly about 35 years to this message of healing. And I discovered a scripture way back in Proverbs, or way back over 30 years ago in Proverbs chapter 4, that has kept me physically healthy. I'm not bragging 
about myself. I don't know how this happens. I just know what the, the scripture that I always turn to. And I'm telling you, uh, let me give you the scripture and I'm going to tell you. I'm going I'm to give glory to God. Proverbs 4.20 says, my son, that's me, and it really means daughter too, my daughter. Pay attention to what I say. In order to pay attention, it's going to cost you something. Right, Brother, Brother Billy? It's going to cost you. You can't overdose on the word. <laughs> pay attention to the word, to the words that he says. Turn your ear to my words. Incline your ear. Give it your ear. Do not let the word of God out of your sight. That means keep it before your eyes constantly, constantly. You know, you see people today, they're, they're constantly looking at the news and constantly looking at Facebook. If you spent the, as much time looking at the Word of God as you did Facebook, you, there could be a lot of healing flowing, <laughs> right? Just saying, just saying. But do not let the Word of God out of your sight, but keep them within your heart. Put them down deep. deep. D David says, I hid my Word in, your, in my heart that I might not sin against you, Right? Keep the Word of God in our heart. Here's why. Because they're life to those that find them and health to one's whole body. The Word of God is health to our body. And so, I'm saying that for the past almost 35 years, I've kept the Word of God in me. I haven't been to the hospital. I have never been to the hospital. My family has been to the hospital. Our daughter was born in the hospital. But <laughs> we've been married for... Over 30 years. And, and, and again, I'm not bragging on myself. I'm bragging on the Word of God. Oh, people say, oh, aren't you scared to say that? No, I'm not. God has my life. He's, has his, he's in control of my life. I'm not afraid of the devil. The devil, Jesus said he's under our feet. So if I hang on to the Word of God, I'm over the enemy. I'm not saying that I don't ever have symptoms come against my body. Hear me. Hear what I'm saying, what I'm not saying. I can tell you. I can testify. You know, there's some people, this is kind of a correlation here. There's some people, like my wife, who she grew up and, and she never remembered when she didn't believe in Jesus. So, is that a bad testimony? No. I've never been to the hospital. Is that a bad testimony? Am I bragging about myself? Heavens, no. I'm bragging about the power of the Word of God. We have to keep our attention fixed on His Word. Why? Because they're life to our flesh and health. They're, they're life to us and health to all of our flesh. So, let's look at the Word and what, what the Word says. This is not what I say, but this is what the Word says. In Matthew chapter 8, and it's there in your notes, if you, if you go to lifeway.church forward slash 3 31 19, you'll see the notes. You'll see the notes. And all of these scriptures are there so that you can see them because I'm not making any of this up this is what the word says this is what the word says Matthew chapter 8 and, and verses 5 through 13 there was a centurion centurion that meant he was a leader in the Roman army and he had a hundred men under him. He was responsible for a hundred men so he was a, he was a person of authority and he understood he had a servant that was at his house that was dying. And this centurion servant, or centurion, went to uh, ask Jesus to come to his house to heal his servant that was at, at home. 
And, uh, and he said something to Jesus. He said, you don't, uh, Jesus, you don't have to come to my house. All you have to do is say, say the word, and my servant will be healed. And Jesus, what was Jesus' response to the centurion? He said in verse 13, go your way, and as you have believed, it will be done for you. As you have believed. We're going to talk about three words today before we're finished. Believe, trust, and faith. Those three words. But the centurion had faith, and Jesus acknowledged his faith. But see, the power came from Jesus. The power to heal always comes from God. We're going to pray for those that need healing today. And there's going to be the power of God that goes into people's body. But that power doesn't come from me. I I don't have any power to heal you. I don't. God does, but I don't. But in this situation, the power of God went into the centurion servant's body, but the centurion believed that Jesus didn't even have to come to his house. Just speak the word only, and I believe. And Jesus said, I haven't seen this great a faith. No, not even in Israel. And so... This happened as a result of the faith and healing connection. Everybody say connection. Okay. There's some connection going on this morning. Matthew chapter 9. There's a uh, couple of pages over probably. Paralytic on a bed. Paralytic was on the bed. And and his friends took him to the place where Jesus was. They couldn't get in because there were so many people. And so they had an idea. Let's go up on the roof. I know how we're going to do it. We'll just rip the roof off, roof off and drop him down. They had to be, you know, they had to think how we're going to do this. They had to have a plan and, and so they didn't drop the guy down and kill him. I mean, think about this. <laughs> it doesn't say all that in, in, in the account that's in the Bible, but you can imagine, right? When Jesus saw that this man on the bed is coming down, he, he not only saw the man on the bed, he saw their what? Faith. He saw their faith. He saw their faith in verse 2. It says in Matthew 9, 2, He saw their faith and said to the paralytic, Take up your bed and go home. Wow. Because he saw their what? Faith. Not only the friend's faith, but the man on the bed's faith. He saw their faith. So there was a faith and healing connection. Faith and healing connection. That same chapter, Matthew 9, is filled with healing. Verse 27 through 31, there were some blind men that were crying out to Jesus, heal us, heal us, heal us. Jesus healed them, and he says in verse 29, according to your faith, let it be done to you, or let it be to you. According to your faith. So, again, there's faith and healing connection. A faith and healing connection. I'm not making this up. It's right there, guys. It is right there. This is good news to somebody. Because somebody has been asking the question, uh, is this stuff for real? No, it's for real. For really real. <laughs> this is good stuff. Especially if you're hurting right now in your body. And I'm also talking uh, to people maybe that are hurting in their soul. They're dealing with sorrow. They're dealing with grief. They're dealing with depression. They're dealing with possession. There's demonic oppression. There's oppression. There's possession. There's torment that's happening today. There's mental illness like we've never seen it before. The the answer that the doctors have is here. Here, take this pill. You won't feel anything after a while. 
But listen, the peel wears off. And Jesus wants to heal. And so there's healing here today. And so the blind men were healed in Matthew chapter 9. If you look over to Matthew chapter 15. Now, these are all in the notes. You can go back and study them. Because, uh, I mean, we, to go into them, we would be here until 5 o'clock this evening. Matthew chapter 15. Matthew 15, verses 21 through 28. Is the woman with the demon-possessed daughter. There's demon possession. People need to be delivered. Set free. Again, people were set free when Jesus set them free from demon possession. They were healed instantly. Healed. Healing comes when oppression leaves. Right? That's why Jesus said, if, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. I'm telling you, the word of God sets us free. If you're bound today, your answer is the word of God. Connect with the word. Connect, connect your faith with the word and healing power will, will begin to operate in your body, in your soul, in your mind, in your emotions. Anybody ever dealt with emotional uh, uh, brokenness? Oh, wow. Somebody said something bad against you. Well, they did that to Jesus. They tormented him. They despised him. They said all manner of evil against him. That's why Jesus could say, forgive your enemies. Forgive those who say all manner of evil against you. Because he was working up to that as he was mocked and jeered by, by those in the crowd. See, physician, uh, you, you heal yourself. Get yourself down off of the cross. They were mocking God. And if people have mocked you, then, and, and you've been crushed and broken in your, in your heart, then Jesus wants to heal you today. As this person was, was tormented with demons, this woman came to Jesus and said, My daughter's been tormented. In verse 28, Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it, be, let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. Because what she desired was her, for her faith speaking, her faith connected with the healing power of Jesus. And Jesus confirmed that the daughter was healed from that very hour. So again, healing and faith connection. Look at Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5. And I'm going to read this. The woman with the issue of blood. I've got to turn fast because I've got a lot to cover. Wow. Mark 5, starting in verse 25. And a woman, well, back up to 24. So Jesus, Jesus went with them. A large crowd followed and pressed around him. There were a lot of people around Jesus. Why? Because they needed help, and he had the answer. And so in verse 25, a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. 12 years bleeding. Wow. I mean, think about that. She, one... one uh, well, it, it says right here, she had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and spent all that she had. Instead of getting better, she grew worse. Have you ever known somebody to be in that situation? What a terrible situation. But then in verse 27, it says, when she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. Because she thought, if I just 
touch his clothes, I will be healed. This was the lady with the issue of blood that pressed through the crowd. She wasn't supposed to be there. She could have been stoned for even going out into public. And she dared to go where she shouldn't have gone to get what she needed. And she connected her faith with God's healing power because this is what Jesus said. We'll keep reading in verse 29. Immediately her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body she was freed from her suffering. She felt in her body. Maybe she didn't recognize that she had stopped bleeding at that very moment, but she felt in her body that she had been freed from her suffering. And verse 30, it says, At once Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said, You see the people crowding against you, and yet you're asking us, Who touched you? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. And then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. And he said, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. Now, it was understood that it wasn't just her faith that made her whole, but it was her faith connecting with the healing power of God that made her whole. Right? power. It says up there in a couple of verses before that, that power flowed from Jesus. And he knew that power flowed from him. How did that power flow? Because she connected her faith with his healing. There's a connection between faith and healing. And I think people see that from the scripture. You can't deny it. It's there. There's, there's a few more scriptures and that will continue to prove the point. Luke 18 verses 42 and 43. Blind Bartimaeus. Blind Bartimaeus needed healing. And he came. And he cried the louder. Ah, Jesus, come heal me. (laughs) And they were saying, shh, shh, shh. Don't bother him. Don't bother him. He cried loud. The more they said, don't bother him, shh, shh, shh. The louder he cried. Jesus came over. And he said to him in verse 42. I'm reading from verse 42 and 43, Luke 18. Jesus said to him, receive your sight. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus, glorifying God and all the people. And when they saw it, they gave praise to God. They gave praise to God because Jesus always reflected the praise to the Father. He said, I can do nothing of myself. What I see the Father do, I do. What I hear him speak, I speak. All glory goes to the Father, right? The power flows from the Father. Blind Bartimaeus was, was, was a recipient of the power because as his faith connected with the healing, there were results. So there's a connection between faith and healing. A couple of more scriptures. Acts chapter 3 and verse 16. Are you getting enough scripture today? Some people say, oh, pastor, you've got to go deep for me. Now, this is pretty deep. I mean, how deep do you want to go? Scripture, 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 Scripture. We believe the Bible, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. So help us, God. Acts three sixteen. Peter and John were going up to the temple to pray. And they passed by this man that was laid by the gate daily from birth. Crippled man. Peter and John going past this man. 
They didn't have any silver or gold. They, they had run out of cash and they forgot to go by the ATM. And this man was sitting there begging every day. They recognized him. He recognized them. And something about that day, though, because just previously, Peter and John had been in the upper room and been filled with power, right? And that power heals. God's power heals, right? Among other things. Sets free and delivers. It heals. So Peter and John are going up by the gate at that hour to pray, and they come by this guy that's crippled. They look at each other. And that guy was looking for people to give him money. You know, people, when they're begging, they can tell who has money and who, who doesn't have any money, right? And it's possible, I don't know, it doesn't say this, but it's possible that Peter and John could have given them money before. I don't know. Could, could have given him some money. But that day, Peter and John didn't have any money, but they did have something. They had Faith in the name of Jesus. And this man saw that they had something different. They looked at each other and connected. That's what I want you to see. There's a connection between faith and healing. And so Peter and John stretched out their hand. Peter stretched out his hand. The guy stretched his hand out. Peter says, silver and gold have a none, but such as I have, I give thee in, in the name of Jesus. Rise up. The man got up. Everybody's looking. Oh, wow. This guy's never got up. What's happening here? The, he received strength in his ankles and his legs, and, and he began to leap and jump and dance and thank God, give glory to God because of the power that flowed into his body because there was a connection between faith and healing. Right? And so, in uh, Acts 3.16... Peter and John are explaining this situation because everybody got mad at them because they thought all the people around, the religious leaders of the day, thought that Peter and John were, were, were doing this. And Peter and John went on to explain in verse 16 of Acts chapter 3, they said this, and his name, Jesus' name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom you see and you know, Yes, the faith which comes through Jesus has given this man perfect soundness in the presence of you all. So again, it is God's power as it connects with our faith. Our faith connected to God's power. James chapter 5 and verse 15. The prayer of faith is talked about. James. He was the pastor of the church of Jerusalem. James. And it says this in verse 15 of James 5. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. That sounds to me like not only will the guy get saved and have eternal life, but he will be raised up and it continues to say if he's committed sins, he will be forgiven. So there's healing connected to faith. Would you agree? Would you agree? Now, we've heard statements like, well, you don't have enough faith. Haven't we heard statements like that? Well, you don't have a f enough faith. When you say that to somebody, what's going on in their mind is, okay, okay, you got me. When will I ever have enough faith? Right? No, it's not a matter of you judging my faith. And remember what Jesus said about faith. Remember. Remember. What Jesus said, 
a, a mustard grain size, itty bitty size of faith, when you use it, can remove a mountain. And so who are we to say what size you have, I have, we have? It's faith that moves the mountain. So none of us have a right to say, well, you don't have enough faith. People try to judge others and say why you received, why you didn't receive. But listen, there is, you cannot deny that there is a connection between faith and healing. And that connection produces results every time. Every time it produces results, whether you can see it or whether you can't see it. There's another statement that people make from time to time. Your faith wasn't strong enough, which leads us to believe when we hear that, that, okay, maybe my faith wasn't strong enough. So that leaves mature Christians and strong Christians are the only one that can receive anything from God. That is absolutely not the truth. Not the truth. The lady who pressed through the crowd and touched the hem of Jesus' garment never had, never had a Bible lesson before. She never went to any kind of healing meetings. She wasn't taught the Word of God, probably. She just knew that Jesus healed, and I believe, and I need the healing, and I'm going for it. Right? You don't have to wait until you're strong enough. Now, I am, that's what I'm saying. You don't have to wait till you're strong enough. But I am saying on the other side of that, that as you feed your faith, your faith does grow stronger. But listen, God is not going to award, award you healing because your faith now is at the level of 65.73%. There's no magic number. There's no uh, accepted number of percentage of faith that's going to get you anything from God. But we try to understand that and try to explain things like this, and it just confuses people, frankly. There's three wrong ideas about faith. They're in your notes, and we're going to go over them really quick here. The first wrong idea about faith is, you know, God ran out of faith when I was standing in the waiting line. He must have ran out of it because I just didn't get any. And listen, there's scripture that says that God gave to every man the measure of faith. He gave to every one of us. It's in 1 Corinthians. In 1 Corinthians, he gave, he gave to every one of us the measure of faith. We have it. Everybody say, I have the faith of God. Listen, and because it came from God, it belongs to God. But he gave it to us to be a steward of it. Just like the finances. If we truly believe that everything we have came from God, there's one day that we're going to give an account of how we used what he gave us, right? Faith is a gift that comes from him. We don't create it. We can only steward it. We can only cause it to grow and produce, right? And so God gave you faith, but it's up to us to use it and to release it. There's another wrong idea about faith. People say, well, mine doesn't work because I prayed and everything got worse. Have you ever heard that? Mine doesn't work because when I prayed, everything got worse. When I prayed for somebody, they just died. I don't know what happened. But listen, the truth is when we use our faith, the obstacles and challenges don't just vanish instantaneously. 
A lot of times when we use our faith, there's more challenges that come against us. Because James talks about the trying of your faith works patience, right? The trying of your faith. So the Bible talks about this, this challenge that comes against us. That's why we have the armor of God, that we can take the shield of faith and quench every fiery dart, which is, are the thoughts of the enemy, the lies of the enemy that come against us. There's another wrong idea. The third wrong idea about faith is that people have claimed a lot of things in the name of faith in God, and God had nothing to do with it. And that's a shame, that people have said things ignorantly because they didn't understand, and, and that it's not right. People have claimed a lot of things in the name of faith, in God, and God had nothing to do with it. But I'm telling you, there is a real, there's a real faith in God that produces results. Let's go through these three words, believe. Believe is a verb. They're not the same, but they're similar. Can you, can you see this? Believe, trust, and faith. They're not the same, but they're similar. And these are English words that, that mean certain things that give us the idea and the connotation of this, this trusting in God and having faith in God and believing God. But it's really a progression, a faith progression. Our faith progresses. We believe in God. To believe is, is, is a verb. And it deals with your will, your will. I will. I will believe in God. It, it involves a choice. We're making a choice based on something that we've been told, right? That's why Romans talks about Hearing the gospel. You have to hear the word before you can choose to believe the word. And before uh, Hebrews 11.6 in the New Living Translation, we take a look at that, Hebrews 11.6. It says it's impossible to please God without faith. A lot of times we stop right there. It's impossible to please God without faith. And we take that, we take that scripture and we say, see there, it's impossible possible to please God without faith. And we beat people over the head, and what we're really saying is you don't have faith, and you need to have faith. Quit doing that. How do you know this person doesn't have faith? You worry about your own faith. Keep your eyes on your own faith. Make sure you're standing in faith. Don't worry about other people. But this scripture is still the truth. It's impossible to please God without faith. But here's a here's key to see if you're in faith or not. Anyone that wants to come to Jesus or come to him, come to God, must believe that God exists. Do you believe that God exists? Yeah. In order to come to him, you have to believe that he exists. These prayers that say, God, if you exist, they're saying God exists. I believe they're crying out of their heart. It's not a prayer of doubt. It's a prayer of desperation. Does God answer prayers of desperation? Yes, thank you for that. <laughs> because there's some people that get desperate. There's, there is an act of faith in desperation. But God is not moved by your desperation. He's moved by your faith. Right? You're believing that He exists. Because this, this scripture is very plain. Anyone who wants to come to God must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who sincerely seek Him. God is a rewarder of those who seek Him. Do you know how God rewards those who seek Him? 
He shows up. If you're seeking God, say, hey, I'm knocking on heaven's door. Knock, knock, knocking on. I want communion. Listen, God created us with this desire to commune with him. People go seeking God. And if their heart is right, this verse promises me that God's going to show up. Because he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. God is not hiding from you. He wants to be found by you. He wants to be found by you. He's not hiding. He's not keeping healing back from you. He wants to heal you more than you want to be healed. Can you, can you grab a hold of that? God wants to heal you more than you want to be healed. But your emotions and, and your desperation doesn't, doesn't get the job done. It's, it's, it's faith and healing that make the connection, right? God wants to be found. He's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. We, we come to him because we believe that he exists. We have to believe that, that there's healing in the word of God in order for us to come into the word of God and receive. So believing, believing is number one, believing. We believe in God. If you believe God is a good God and he heals, then you've got the believing down. Trust is, is another word. Trust can be a noun and it also can be a verb. It means to rest in. Trust. 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 I trust. I trust if I sit down in that chair, it's going to hold me up. And it, it may be based on previous experience. Because I've sat down in that one chair right there before and it held me up. Right? But trust is connected to believe. But you know you can develop trust over time. And trust can grow. Right? The more you know God, the more you trust God. Because you see that He is so faithful. God and His faithfulness are one. That is, that is who God is. He is faithful. And because we, because we trust him, we can put our faith in his faithfulness. When we trust him, we lean on. The Amplified amplifies that word. Lean on and rely upon. To trust in God is to lean on and rely upon him. Now, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 talks about trusting in God. It's a familiar verse to us. This is the new, new Living Translation. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. It would, it would do you good to remember, memorize that verse. Because it, it, it will show you where you are in the trust. In the trust. Because here's what I know. Here's what I know from this verse. If you can trust God with all of your heart, you can trust God with half your heart. If you're trusting God with half your heart, then you're depending on half your mind. And you're going to be like James says. A doubting man doesn't receive anything because he's tossed to and fro by every, every wave, every wind. Every, he, it's not stable if we trust God halfway and we trust half of our heart with God and we're relying on half of our head. Have you ever been there? What do you think the phrase uh, came from, be half-hearted? Half -hearted. Does God deserve our whole heart? Yes. Then, here's my question to you, and it's a question to me too, because I deal with this too. Then why do we trust him halfway sometimes? 
sometimes, not all the time. Why aren't we totally convinced that his word is, is greater than anything that we can see? His word's greater than the news. No, no news channel has anything on God's word. No, the, no doctor's report. I've seen, how many of you have seen verified doctor's reports that one day they say this, the next day they say this, and it was there and now it's gone? How does that work? You don't know. You can't explain it. That's God. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your understanding. Seek His will in all you do, and He will show you which path to take. When you're trusting in Him with all of your heart, don't be half-hearted. Don't be half-hearted. Trust in Him with all of your heart. And then the last word, faith. And then we're going to pray. Faith. Faith is a noun. Faith is a noun. But faith reaches out. Faith reaches out. Faith is... We release our faith. We take action on what God has promised. We believe and we trust, but then faith releases. This woman in Mark chapter 5 that had the issue of blood, she said, she said, if I'm going to touch his clothes, I will be healed. Notice she didn't ask Jesus' permission. She just knew that there was some kind of connection between the power of Jesus and the healing of her body. She, she was desperate, but she was also in faith. Because when the Son of God turns around to her and says, Daughter, your faith made you whole. He didn't say, Daughter, because I'm so powerful, I made you whole. There was a connection between her faith and the healing that Jesus provided for her. Right? So faith has a release point. When we heard the gospel to be born again, when you heard that, it was such good news. And there was a point, you may have heard it 5, 10, 20 times before, but the day that you got regenerated, your spirit became brand new. You said, today I'm going to do it. Today I'm going to pray that prayer. Today I'm going to walk forward. Today, today when my friend asked me if I want to know Jesus, I'm going to say yes. You made a decision to release your faith. Release your faith. Because Romans says, when you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth, it, believing in your heart is one part of it, but acting on what you believe is the second part. Right? Faith reaches out. Faith takes God at His word. Romans chapter 10, verse 14 says, But how can they call, him, call on Him to save them unless they first believe in Him? And how can they believe in them if they've never heard about Him? There's people that never heard about Jesus until we tell them and we take the time to tell them and we love them enough to tell them. They're not, they can't believe in Jesus because they haven't heard about Him. Who's telling them about Jesus? Why do we get down on people who don't believe about Jesus? Listen, you were that way before you were this way. <laughs> and you're not going to come into the kingdom when, when people are looking down on you and saying, well, you're just an unbeliever. No. The love of God is for all people at all times, in all places. And so it's up to us to tell them, right? And about healing as well. Because it's the same God that saves that heals, right? How will anyone, verse 15 says, how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? 
That's why the scriptures say how beautiful are the feet of the messengers who bring good news. But not everyone welcomes the good news. For Isaiah the prophet said, Lord, who's believed in our message? Who has believed in our message? Believing in the message is faith because this very next verse in Romans 10, 17 says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing, that is hearing the good news about Christ. Hearing the good news about Christ. So the good news about Christ is that he will save you. He will give you eternal life, but he'll also heal your body. He'll heal your body. And if you're in here today and you've heard the good news that Jesus heals, we're going to pray for you. We're going to lay hands on you, and you're going to connect your faith with his healing power. That's how it works. And it doesn't take that long. And you've heard, you've heard faith. You've heard the word now for X amount of minutes, 35 minutes plus. And if you're, if you're ready to receive your healing, listen, God has more power because he can heal everybody up here and the people in the next church, and the next church, and the next church, all over the world at the same time, right? Because when Jesus ascended, he sent the Holy Spirit into his body to do the same things that he did while he was on the earth. Is that scriptural? Am I scriptural? Okay. So this morning, what we're going to do, if you have a symptom in your body, or if you've been dealing with oppressive thoughts, tormenting thoughts and you need to be prayed for if you've been dealing with depression if you've been dealing with just just you've been broken hearted and people have spoken things over your life that have controlled you and you want to be free from that anybody that needs healing listen jesus he he didn't he didn't put any confines on healing he, he didn't put any parameters around it whoever needs healing if these kids if these kids are one of your kids or if you had a kid back in the, in the uh, children's ministry, you can go get them. We'll pray for them. Jesus said, bring the kids to me. Bring the kids to me. We want every, everybody healed. Everybody say everybody. everybody. Let's all stand. Let's all stand. Listen, faith is not about your power to believe. It's about you trusting in God's power to perform. You don't try to believe. You choose to believe. You're not going to try to believe today. You're going to choose to believe. And, and it doesn't matter to me if you've been prayed for 25 times, 125 times. If you want healing, Jesus is here. I'm assured of that. And he will heal you. From the very top of your head to the soles of your feet, everything, everywhere in between spirit, soul, and body. He wants you to walk out of here healed and whole. Shalom, shalom. Shalom, shalom. Nothing missing, nothing broken from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Repaired, restored, revived, strengthened. Thank you, Lord. Your word is, is life to us. Jesus, thank you. It's a little bit different today, but listen. This is the way we're going to do it. If you need healing right now, don't, don't, don't stand there. Just walk forward. Get out, walk forward. I want you to line up right here. We're going to lay hands on you. We're not going to spend a whole long, a lot of time praying for you. Because here's why. The contact is our hands. The Bible says in Mark chapter 16 that we will lay, believers will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. 
will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Now, God heals in many different ways. But this morning, he instructed us to lay hands on people that needed healing this morning. Everybody up here, I want you to close your eyes. Because I want you to look inside you at God. Because if you're born again, then God lives on the inside of you. If you're not sure if you're born again, I want to, while everybody has their head bowed and every eye closed, I want to lead you in a little prayer. Just give you some words to help you make that decision and begin to follow Jesus. If you want to make Jesus your Lord and you want to do that today and make that decision today, let's pray this prayer. Heavenly Father, I do believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that He came from heaven, that He was born of a virgin, that He died for me and shed His blood for me. And right now, I receive eternal life and forgiveness of sin. Forgive me, Lord. Wash away my sin through the blood of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Now, just keep your head bowed and your eye closed because I want you to focus on Jesus. Look to Jesus. It's not us. It's Jesus. Jesus produces results every time. He never halfway healed somebody. Even the man that, that couldn't see a little bit, he laid his hands on him again and said, what do you see? What do you see? What do you see? Lord, you do the work. You do the work. Like Jesus said, it's, it's the Father in me that does the works. We, we're just going to lay hands on you. We're going to be obedient to the Spirit of God, and he's going to do the rest. And Father, we, we thank you. Thank you, Lord, for the connection between healing and faith. And we just obey you and we thank you that your word declares that when we lay hands on the sick, they recover. It's not our job to produce the recovery. But we believe that as we pray for every person, they will be brought into your recovery room where you cause them to recover to 100%. 100%, Lord. We thank you. Thanks for listening to the Lifeway Church Podcast. If you'd like to join us in reaching others by partnering with us today, you can give online by visiting us on our website at lifeway.church forward slash give. Thanks for listening to the Lifeway Church Podcast and remember to subscribe to enjoy more messages like this.